knock down, get up, figure it out. I was for the longest, not the best player on the ice, but the work ethic was there to get up and keep trying. I would outwork you. You know, it's, you know, was it hard luck beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Delighted to be joined today uh, by writer, speaker, hockey fan, and life coach at Where the Change Happens Coaching. Welcome to the show, Jeremy Stiegel. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Paul. Oh, great to have you on board and uh, really looking forward to what promises to be a fantastic conversation. So um, could we start, as we always do, by just getting a bit of background as to who you are and what got you to where you are today? Yeah. So uh, my name again, Jeremy Stiegel with Where the Change Happens Coaching. Uh, a little bit about me and how I got to today. It all really started in 2016 um, when I lost my mother to cancer and hearing of the response at her funeral celebration of the impact she had in the workplace as a nurse and just hearing from the people that she had been working with for all these years. I'd been hearing stories about them, hearing the impact that she had with them. It really touched my heart that, A, there was never going to be enough time with my mother you know, with this life experience, we're fortunate with any day that we have, but I recognize that in that moment, she had such an impact that was so profound for people and moving. I was, I felt like I was missing that in my own workplace and it inspired me to take action now and start doing something immediately to shift my, my experience to be more aligned with what my ideal vision was. You know, so as at that time, I was also about a year or so removed from being divorced and was noticing repeating patterns in my own relationship behavior. So I figured I could start over here. I can I can move somewhere else. All my friends had kids. So I figured, you know, go for promotion, stretch my comfort zone, see what I'm made of out of a new area. And I moved to South Florida um, via promotion and just wanted to figure out what was I made of in sales. And my, one of my first few weeks I was down in Florida, I was called on a very busy day to come and resolve an issue for a customer. And I essentially dropped what I was doing to get over there to help out and support their issue. And for some reason, I got yelled at for how I went about helping and asking for help to support their issue. And I was, this, I was at this point where I was starting to listen to podcasts and read books about, from podcast hosts that they'd written. And like you know i'm getting this advice i'm i'm trying to implement down here and i was just starting to journal a little bit more and i'm like why not start a blog and write about what it is that i'm doing and the results that i'm getting because there's got to be another way if i'm going to move to stretch my comfort zone i'm still getting yelled at i got to change something so i figured why not start with the constant that's myself and so i started where the change happens blog and just started writing about the results i was producing and different experiments i was coming up for myself to stretch my comfort zone even shifting my experience to something i more resonated with because i wasn't exactly enjoying the experience in florida but i'm like how can i make it so good that i don't want to leave right so for two years i focused on that and um it started shifting my mindset and context around the environment that i was in and the opportunities i was presented with and realizing, okay, so I don't like where I'm at, but I'm committed to a process here. Where do I want to be? Mm. So I researched different landscapes around the U.S., uh, what, what they had that I liked and didn't like, and ended up coming across Seattle, which is not that far from uh, where I played in, in Banff a few, well, about 20 years ago at this point now. But uh, 
I love Canada. I love mountains and whatnot. And I just realized when I was in Florida, the heat is nice, but not all the time. Right. And I like I like a couple of different seasons. Yeah. But it was very flat, and it just didn't have everything I was looking for. But Seattle really checked all the boxes, except they're missing a hockey team, a professional hockey team. But once they announced they're getting a team in the NHL, I'm like, Seattle's the spot. There's mountains, waters right there. Getting an NHL team, so I was able to be fortunate to hit my numbers in, in Florida and receive another promotion and move to Seattle and really find a community where I could start to ingrain myself and find a place where I felt I belonged. And I self-published my first book, um, Where the Change Happens, when I moved to Seattle, but started on my second book um, about a year or two after, really wanting to get into, just, I started to enjoy the process of writing and becoming a writer. And, you know, through that process of continuing to write and show up for Where the Change Happens, the blog, I met my writing coach and worked on my second book and was introduced to a, a coaching program because she knew I wanted to have a coaching aspect to the book. Right. And that really was the catalyst that really tipped everything forward for me, where I enrolled in a coach's training program. I completed my second book that I self-published in November after the divorce from looking back to leaning in. And I left my the, the retail sales job that I had to go full in on life coaching and becoming speaker and coach to connect with the community and really lean into supporting this transformation that's been so much to me. Oh, wow. A, a lot there about, some, I'm getting a lot about taking ownership and, you know, and just standing back and say, what can I do? How can I grab this and make the best of it? You know, has that always been something in your life? Has that come from any yeah. part of your, your earlier life? Yeah. You know, my experience with playing hockey growing up, I started extremely late. Uh, most people start ice skating at four or five years old. I started at 13, 14. So I was a decade behind, but I love the game. I just wanted to get, I kept getting up and just getting back into it. I get knocked down, get up, figure it out. I was for the longest, not the best player on the ice, but the work ethic was there to get up and keep trying. I would outwork you. You know, it's, you know, was it hard luck beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and uh, in terms of the, the book then, one, tell us a little bit what it's about and, and a bit deeper on, on that front. But two, what was the process like from a self-publishing perspective? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are keen to potentially write a book or self-publish a book one day. Any advice and, and tips on that? So let's start yeah. with what it's all about first. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I had a lightning bolt one night that hit me that said, I want to write a book, but I had no idea where to begin or how to start. So for me, it was like going to personal development events and asking people, who had written books, can you tell me something that you have done that would help me like with writing my own book or in my own journey? Like what's one thing that, that you didn't know? And so it was just, you know, continue to lean into the craft, spend time showing up, dedicated writing every day. So, you know, journaling became part of my morning routine and a constant, you know, to this day, every day I write something. And the first book where the change happens, I call it a personal development uh, the traditional type of a, a book where these are the exercises that I did and the results that I was able to produce right. and some things that you can try in your own life to see how it works for you or maybe you can iterate off of that and come up with a, a format that, you know, that suits your needs of tra transformation and creating change and purpose and whatnot. Hmm. And um, so really that that process, you know, it was, you know, leading into like, who edits the book, you know, how do you get on to Amazon? And yeah. Again, going to personal development of events, I went to one um, called The Best You Ever Blueprint that had a speaker on stage who's had a book called Published. 
And it was all about the self-publishing process. Right. And it was every step of what to do on Amazon, how to get your information uploaded, where to go to hire people to edit your book, to support marketing it on like Fiverr.com or, you know, Readsy, you know, different, you know, resources that are that are out there, uh, Upwork, you know, Guru. There's so many places that I could find support. But at the end of the day, it came down to me sitting down and organizing what did I want to say and then organizing it in a manner that it was a consistent theme and then recognizing the chapters, again, getting support. I, I, I spoke with so many people over probably a year and a half of figuring out the first book. And I just wanted to see what can I create on my own based on the information that I've gotten, which is what where the change happens is. Right. The second book after the divorce from looking back to leaning in is a fiction parable. So it's an immersive story of an individual going through a challenging situation at work and experiencing divorce trying to create momentum moving forward. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying and ends up meeting a life coach. And it's that journey of working with a life coach to create transformation in your life where you see it's meaningful. And, you know, that process, you know, working with a writing coach was helpful for writing dialogue to make sure that I was staying on point, that I wasn't going too deep into the weeds. I mean, even when I found the, the end of the book, I was thinking I was going to be writing another two chapters or so. And they're like, no, this is it. This is where, this is where you put the period. Right. So just having that support, you know, was really helpful. Um, just having that accountability of having chapters due and just breaking down everything into the smaller steps so that it's coming up with the conversation. Well, what do I want to talk about? How does the conversation go? And then just kind of, you know, building off of that and being willing to take the time that it needs right. to develop organically, but ask for support as I needed. And yet, yeah, it, now it's a thing that I'm, I'm able to do with self-publishing on Amazon with getting book covers designed and reaching out to my my network regarding like cover designs and getting feedback on chapters and whatnot. And right. just really asking the community around me for support as well. Like, this is what I've been working on. Like, yeah. where do you think this lands? And right. taking that feedback and then, you know, deciding where I want to go from there. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and. It, I think it's amazing how not only have you gone and done it and, and released not not just one but two books, but that um, two different styles of books as well, because that can be quite a, a change of of mindset and a change of approach, can't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I didn't want it to be like about just me and what I did, mm. and I also didn't want to. You know, also part of it was you know fear of you know, getting sued for, you know, quoting or citing a source or something like that. So that did play into part of the differences in the books. But, you know, it's just, I wanted to connect with more people than just those who are already reading personal development books and looking right. for that content. I wanted yeah. to connect with an audience of people who don't know what life coaching is, but would engage if they knew what it was. Right. And to tap into an audience of people who are willing to read and process that information for themselves and take and implement for themselves, you know, from their own creative aspects. So yeah. just trying to to connect with as many people and, and meet people where they are with yeah. how they communicate. Oh, wonderful. And, and one of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast as well is to get out that message to people in terms of the different types of help that are out there and yeah. the different roles, one, the different roles and vocations that people can go out and do for themselves. But also mm -hmm. they might be inspired to do that, to get uh, some inspiration from a life coach approach into some consultancy or facilitation. They might want to switch that round or they might go, do you know what? I'm uh, I'm a, a, a people leader I'm, or I'm doing an executive in business. 
I hadn't really thought about this life coaching thing, but now I've heard more, more about what it actually is and what it means. That's the kind of message I'm trying to get out so we can get people yeah. connected to that help. Right, exactly. Yeah, which maybe brings us nicely into uh, this piece about where the change happens coaching. Um, mm -hmm. Who do you help and how do you help them? Yeah, so, you know, those that I help, you know, they're individuals, groups, organizations. But really what 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 resonated with me after the first book what came out was, you know, we started hearing about the res great resignation, the COVID isolation, because my first book came out just like a month or two before COVID. Uh, 19 became a thing. And I don't know if you remember, but the first case of COVID in the United States was just outside of Seattle. So oh. <laughs> it was a very interesting place to be at all of that. So seeing how people were, you know, shutting down and how things started to like, just become a little bit more disconnected. Mm. I wanted to be part of that conversation to bring people together. There's a lot of, you know, issues that my country is going through and, you know, especially around racial tension and whatnot. And mm. It's like, how can I contribute to a conversation without standing in the middle of of the issue and uh, ending up in a bad situation since I'm here by myself? So, right. it, so getting into group or single or coaching one on one, um, talking about compassion and empathy, or you know, previous experience, how we react from what we know, what we've done before, you know. Hmm. Those who deal with mind chatter, self doubt, you know, I, I've been in those cycles of overwhelm and seeking support on that journey has been transformational for me. So those are people that I resonate with. Also those whose winning strategy has gotten them so far, but now is becoming a barrier to progress and to expanding into the next version of who they can be in, in possibility in, in the world here. Yeah. So really how I help is, you know, through that the coaching process of challenging, you know, your thinking process of what is possible, discussing more about the commitment and purpose behind what it is that we're we're having coaching sessions around, mm -hmm. and even be having uh, co or co creating practice areas, and creating a project design so that we're coming up with actionable steps that we can weekly discuss on how that is imp impacting your progress around what you want to create or what brings you to coaching, or if you have a bigger vision, you know, having a project design that's a focus of you know, at, let's start with the end in mind and work backwards, but then be supported on that journey of creating, creating, getting the reps and not quitting before it gets easy, essentially, mm. and creating that powerful future from a place where, you know, you have the tools to live a life by your design and that your shift, you're, you're not the same person that you were when you started the coaching program, that you've, you've gone through this transformation process, this reinvention that is like really opened your eyes to, who you are, who you can be, and who you have the potential to step into if you're willing to. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I've, I've worked with coaches myself. I, I do coach people, and uh, and the number of people I've mm -hmm. spoken to, either through this podcast or, or elsewhere, who are involved in coaching, it's it's such a wonderful thing to all you're doing. You're extracting the best out of people, um, and mm -hmm. you're re helping them to realize just how good they can be. And helping them along that process of understanding, firstly, be the clarity as to what they want to achieve, and then how, what options do they have in front of them in terms of how they get there. Uh, but ultimately, it's that accountability piece and action that's the the real driver of change, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. To stand for someone who doesn't quite see the vision or believe it's possible yet, but to stand and hold that space for someone and, and say, "I know you can." as long as it takes, you know, whatever we need to do, however our communication works, 
you know, again, you're not alone on that journey of, of creating and stepping into that thing. That's the unknown. You've got that structure of support and accountability. Oh, lovely. And, uh, um, who do you typically work with? Do you work with one-on-one -on -one with individuals? Do you work with teams, organizations? So far, I've been working with one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, coaching sessions, but my vision is to expand into group coaching and lean into something, uh, a group coaching program I'm starting specifically, Men After the Divorce, okay. and starting like an accountability and coaching uh, structure for men who are experiencing divorce, where you have that safe space to uh, take accountability, say what needs to be said, but be supported on that journey moving forward versus, you know, you're a man, be strong, you know, boys don't cry and, and chin up and all that stuff, step up your lip. Like if you need to, if you need to express whatever, creating that space to, for men to be who they are in all aspects and not feel like I got to hole up. So, you know, starting with one-on-one, -on -one, it's really amazing to, to see people when that light bulb comes on and all of a sudden that momentum starts to shift forward. And I really want to expand into helping more parts of the community, especially men. Right. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a conversation I'll, I'll often have either behind the scenes with people or, or, um, or on the, the pod itself, but that element, particularly when you're going out on your own of finding your niche, is hmm. you know it it feels a bit counterintuitive because i'm i'm sure like me you want to go out and you want to help everyone <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Ev everyone can learn from this everyone can be better but actually by focusing in on a niche and generally one that's very personal to you and you've got a deep connection with you can really um help almost help more people because they can know that you're someone that they can work with and it, it gets over one of those barriers doesn't it yeah because yeah, like experiencing divorce and then repeating patterns of behavior around finance, my relationship and con to certain contexts. I don't know what I don't know. And right. I didn't realize that I didn't have a values conversation with my ex-wife until we're sitting in the house. And I'm thinking, you know, men do certain ask certain chores, women do certain chores. And we just came together and it was just like butting heads. It's like, wait a minute, we didn't talk about any of this. Well, what do you want to create? Well, we didn't talk about any of that. It was just they'll fall in line, happy wife, happy life, get a house on the hill with a picket fence and get a dog. And, you know, sure, I kept the dog, but I was like, <laughs> I, I want to be in relationship and I want to shift what I'm bringing into the room. So being dedicated and committed to this journey of what is a blind spot or a weakness perceived for me and changing my context around that and empowering myself and my choices of how I want to be and who I want to be with. It's, it's, it's changed the trajectory of my life. I mean, I feel like I'm living the dream and my bucket list is getting shorter. And I want to bring that energy and that positivity and that opportunity to other individuals who might not see it the same. Right. And I, I know before we move on to the next section, I know uh, from previous conversations with you, you as well as helping through that coaching, you're also big on the community help as well. And particularly uh, with your beloved, uh, uh, is it the Krakens? I yeah, yeah the, yeah, the Kraken, yeah, yes. Seattle Kraken, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I'm very fortunate and grateful to have an opportunity to, to work work at Climate Pledge Arena part-time and be part of the guest services team and be a supervisor working with people who are the front-facing individuals with guests coming in or with any issues that come up, being able to hold the space and have, you know, coaching sessions with people who might be overwhelmed with what's coming at you or triggered and or people coming and projecting whatever issues and being able to hold the space for them because I don't know where they're coming from, but mm. I've but for me, it's about supporting the experience of the guests and the employees and being part of creating culture in the arena. 
I love going to hockey games. I love going to concerts. And if I had all the free time and all the money, I would be at Climate Pledge Arena anyway. Right. So it's like, why not lean into that thing that lights me up and support that? And you know, I don't work for the Kraken, but I'm around all things, you know, Seattle Kraken. I also have partial season tickets, which was one of my dreams moving up here to be part of. So yeah. it's just amazing to be connected to the community, coming for different events, for different genres of music, different types of festivities that they have at Climate Pledge. The, 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 the values that they espouse, you know, wanting to take climate change seriously, they live the values that they speak about over there and to be connected to that and be part of that. It fills my heart with joy and energy and passion. I just absolutely love it. Oh, part of the reason I mentioned that is because this came across in the conversation we had uh, previously is the, that whole bit of the leaning in element of find the thing that you're really passionate about and how can you connect with that? How, yes. can, you, how can you add on to what you're doing? And, and instead of doing this or that, it's how can I do this and that? And that, uh, yes. Yeah, and, and really, I mean, just see the energy that it brings to you as we uh, as we speak as well. So, yeah. yeah, thanks. I, I had the, the either-or context that was uh, pretty loud, especially when I was in the coaching program, and they were uh, very supportive to point that out when I would come up to choice and, like, either this or that. Like, why is it either-or? Why can't it be both-and? Yeah. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, so now I'm looking for more opportunities to have both and right. versus, you know, making it so like, yeah, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um, and so I think we've touched on one or two of these bits uh, in terms of your writing coach. But who do you go to to help you perform? Yeah. So, you know, first off, you know, my dad is you know, my mentor and someone I really look up to. And so whenever I have anything that comes up, he's always been a great person to, to speak with about what I'm dealing with, what's going on. Uh, my brother down in LA, um, Jermaine, I talk to him, you know, often as well when I need support, because he's also an entrepreneur and he's been through, you know, this journey of building a business from the ground up and having a family. Like he's very rooted in, in sound principles. And I love being able to connect with my brother, never, not have like an issue or a sibling rivalry, none of that. Like right. he's my support structure, but also my best friends, you know, back out in, in Iowa, or, I mean, I got friends that are that's in Canada and Florida, they're everywhere now. So, you know, reaching out to my network and my community, um, you know, if I want to get less, you know, just get more of that perspective of, of in the world, what my friends are doing, or if I want to go professional, then, you know, I've got all the people who are the cohorts of my training program that I can speak to you about coaching or uh, the coach that I worked with as well, too. Um, I can always reach out to her and have a conversation and, and get some sessions booked where we can start to create a new path forward. But most recently, I, I met a hypnotherapist who uh, introduced me to some new practices, which have been very supportive that if I'm feeling jazzed or whatever, to help me find that center lane and connect with myself and be able to move forward. So... Yeah, having like a panel of people that I know I can I can trust their advice that what they say, I'm acting on that that it's cutting straight to the core. You know, have, I feel like that's something that's very valuable. And actually, I mentioned it in the first book where the change happens, and it's funny that I'm yeah. still doing it. It's like, yeah, no, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important, particularly as a lot of uh, us in the field are the sort of solo solopreneur you're out out on your own you're, you're doing your thing and it's very easy to get caught up particularly when you're 
your chosen vocation, your chosen purpose in life is to help others, to try to give and give and give, and you've got to stand back and you've got to help yourself and you've got to sharpen your saw and, and get your own oh, yeah. skill set up as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and having a, a well-being practice to take care of ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, I just happened to come across podcasts that have talked about putting certain things together, so I came up with a list of my own, but then when I was in the coaching training program, it was one of their specific exercises, and I'm like, okay, this is good that I, I already tapped into that. Yeah. But having any practice, whether it's going for a walk in nature, mm. you know, playing a guitar, you know, there's so many different things. There's a list, you know, meditation and hypnotherapy, whatever, you know, that mindfulness work, having that practice that something comes up, like I can tap into, I have a practice for that. Right. And then yeah. whatever the process needs to cycle off, but you're, you're back at it. Yeah. Ah, lovely. Uh, yeah. And quick question then about who would you most like to help if you had the opportunity to with the skill set and the experience that you've got? Yeah. And this thinking about this one, this one really touched my heart and, um, what came to me was retiring athletes or athletes that are up and coming that have a long shot opportunity. Like for me, starting to play hockey at a late age, you know, having the opportunity to play junior hockey in, in, in Banff, Alberta, I was 18. I just graduated high school. My window to get drafted to the NHL, I closed, closed by that point. But, you know, my perseverance had gotten me so far. And mm. to see how much further I had opportunity to, to achieve – you know, experience or supporting the the journey that is that was my journey with professional hockey and having season tickets. You know, I want to support these players, these individuals, these athletes anywhere who are committing them, themselves and dedicating themselves to developing their skills and ability at a craft. They're focused at it and they're able to rise to a certain level. But then all of a sudden you get to a point where there's a barrier where, what do I do when I retire? What's my identity? What do I do? I have no idea where to go, or mm. I'm never going to make it to this next level. There's this guy's better than me. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm too short. I'm not big enough, whatever. Like there is something there in that spot, that little gap that yeah. if I could coach anywhere and support that journey of transformation, that's the new dream. I just realized that <laughs> thanks, thanks to you asking me that question. So well, I really there appreciate you, it. There you go. A coaching question that's, uh, that's leading to a, a change in life. That's, yeah. uh, that's what we're all about. <laughs> yes, thank you. And if we, if we flip that question on its head a little bit in terms of who would you like to sit down with, have a cup of coffee, have a drink, have a meal, uh, yeah. so that you could learn from them, who would that be for yeah. you? For, that, for, for me, that would be Tony Robbins, like, right. without a doubt the way that he speaks like i actually saw him when i was in florida and he was part of the beginning of this journey of transformation that's gotten me to here but to see his energy the strength that he embodies when he's in the crowd when he's speaking but also the compassion that he lends you know when he's in story and dealing with a vulnerable sensitive area mm. you know i really appreciate his ability to meet people in these different ranges but I'm telling you, when he speaks with his power, it gets my the hair standing on my arms and my heartbeat starts speeding. And I'm like, you're right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to watch this man on stage for five hours and like what he's got, I want some of. And if I'm getting hit with a splash of that, like yeah. whew, that's, that's <laughs> rocket fuel. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, uh, I did another recording last night. Uh, I don't know when, which order these things are going to go out in, but Tony Robbins was a, a, the answer from someone yeah. else as well. And I think he's such a, a powerhouse, as you say, in, in, in the field of self-help and, and just, you know, he's got so many people so well known that he's got so many people to think about this as a as a career and think about how they can make, even if it's not a career for them, how they can make changes in their own life to improve, yeah. Yeah, and his origin story, like he didn't come from a great upbringing. He mm. had challenges and struggle. I mean, hearing of like getting so put poured in his mouth and all the stuff that happened to him mm. and how he overcame and persevered and committed to his transformation and to see how he's become. Yeah, that's it's inspiring just to listen to the story. So to sit down and have a cup of coffee with him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting that on the bucket list as well, too. Manifest. <laughs> well, if you're listening, Tony, you know who to call. So there you go. <laughs> Please do. Wherethechangehappens.com. <laughs> Which brings us nicely into this final piece. How do people find out more? Where do people go to, to find out about Where the Change Happens coaching and your books and everything else? Yeah. Yeah. So as I just mentioned, wherethechangehappens.com is my website for where the blog is hosted and all the other resources for uh, podcast interviews I've been on, the books and everything. Um, you can go to the wherethechangehappens.com. Um, dot com slash coaching to find out more about the coaching um, coaching opportunities, the one on one and group coaching men after the divorce, um, hiring for public speaking and working with organizations directly. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, my name again, Jeremy Stegall, J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-T-E-G-A-L-L. Why not yeah. sing that one out? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, I'm on Instagram as well to join in July. And uh, that's at where the change happens, coaching on Instagram. But my, both of my books are available both on Amazon and Google Play. Uh, and Google Play. So um, again, the first book, Where the Change Happens, um, this is the personal development book of exercises that you can try. But after the divorce, from looking back to leaning in, is the fiction parable that I uh, just published in November of last year. Right. And um, and uh, yeah, that that's, I feel like a, a very supportive story that would resonate with a lot of people. And Superb. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure all of those links to the websites, to the uh, to the socials and links to the books as well so that people can reach out and, and sample those for themselves uh, and see what they learn, see where it Wonderful. takes them. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for coming on today, Jeremy, and, uh, and best of luck with the new books and I'm sure the ones that are still to come. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Paul. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review, and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.